for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Aline Wolf. How's it going today, Aline? I'm great. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I don't know why I was overthinking how to pronounce your name. Like, just for whatever reason, I was overthinking it a little bit, but glad to have you on the podcast. What's that? (laughs) I get it. It's um, it's hard to remember for some reason <laughs> for <Yeah>. Americans. <laughs> well, because for me, it's just like like the way like because I know the feeling of getting your name butchered, and some people, it's like it's understandable. But then there's you know, so I get it. I understand, and I'm always put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure I get the name pronounced right. And then there's names where it's like oh, there's only one way that can be pronounced. I pronounce it that way, and then I'm 100% wrong. And it's like, okay. Well, you got it right this time. Awesome. Awesome. I'm (laughs) ecstatic about that. But um, first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I'm excited to sit down and chat with you and uh, Mm -hmm. learn a little bit more about what you got going on, all the cool music stuff you've been working on the last few years. Um, Yeah. But before we kind of jump into all that, what's kind of your background? What got you interested in music? All that fun stuff. Yeah. So um, I come from a music family. So my dad, he's done pretty much everything with music. Is um, Right now he has a blues band, but he's been touring with different bands, progressive rock um, when I was a kid. Um, and he did um, sound engineering. He was writing music for um, for documentaries at one point. He's been teaching music. So it was always music at home. Um, he was playing piano and I grew up. Um, actually, one of the first memories, I think I wasn't even four years old. I was like three and a half or something. Uh, they told me and I was sitting in his lap and he played uh, Stevie Wonder, Isn't You Lovely? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like singing along. And so that was kind of what's going on when I was a kid. There was a lot of lot of music, especially soul, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of soul music when I grew up. Now they listen to a little bit other things, but uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then, so you're originally from Sweden. And- I'm originally from Sweden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I started to play violin when I was six years old. So that was a big part of um, my music upbringing as well. Yeah. And then um, I lived in a small town and um, I went to a music class there. So it was like specifically music in my class and people were kind of shy. So I always got to be like the the main part in the musicals or have the solo and stuff. So that kind of led me on to wanting to keep on going and pursue this path. Awesome. That's one of the curses and blessings of having an outgoing personality is 
you, you always get asked to do stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, But um, it turned out being a good thing. So. <laughs> and so now you're out in LA. Um, how did you, or was it always a dream to come to the US or how did that kind of start? playing actually the... yeah actually not um i always been traveling a lot and i did quite a bit of traveling with my music in europe and uh um i had several bands and we went on tours to um uh, um foremost like britain and and like dublin london mm -hmm. brighton um all of that and also a little bit to eastern europe went to Budapest and Berlin and so on. So um, I did uh, quite a lot of touring and I lived in Paris for a little bit, but um, the States, it actually, it was just one year before I moved here. I moved here in 2018, September, 2018. And um, I was signed with a label in Sweden who did um, send us to different festivals. So it was this festival in LA um, that I was booked for. So um, I went to that festival in 2017. And the first time I got here, and I actually, most like a lot of people dream of going to LA and I was not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just didn't think about it so much. But uh, as soon as I got here, I felt at home. I love the beach. I love the proximity to to be able to be at the mountains and the beach and still go out and meet interesting <laughs> creative people at night, you know? Um, so yeah, I fell in love with LA the first time I got here. And then I went here on a small tour in spring, 2018. And mm -hmm. then September I moved here. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. so it was just after those couple or the, the trip here, you just kind of, found found it ho more homely than you thought you would have is that kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, it was not that i had anything against la either i just didn't have like i just it wasn't a place that i thought about mm -hmm. i have thought about moving to berlin or yeah. maybe to barcelona <laughs> um yeah other places but uh yeah so I, i i just like really didn't know what to expect and uh yeah I, I fell in love with it. <laughs> completely understood. So um, let, let's backtrack a little bit about your uh, musical career, uh, starting back in Sweden. At what point did you kind of start taking music more seriously um, as knowing, whether knowing you wanted to pursue it as a profession or knowing you had a, like a more talent behind it and you wanted to do something with it? Yeah, so... Actually, I I played violin for pretty long, so it wasn't until maybe six years ago mm. um, that I, or seven years ago, that I started to, I had always been singing and always like being in choirs, always been, you know, in school and stuff like that. But six, seven years ago, I started to write music. Um, and that kind of yeah brought it together for me i i was in like a really bad breakup and i needed an outlet for my pain <laughs> yep. and uh, so i started to write um started to write on the piano um 
And then pretty quickly, since I've been in music my whole life, it came very easily for me. So I put together the band just like six months after I started to write. And uh, the first band was more um, soul um, influenced, soul R&B influenced. And then uh, the second band was more like electro pop. So I kind of like tried tried my way a little bit there yeah. the first couple of years, and then um, and then I landed in what I'm doing right now, which is more. I have two sides: one that is more classic rock, blues mm -hmm. rock, psychedelic rock, all rock influenced, yeah. um, which is my band, and then my solo artist thing is. Um, it's going more towards uh, folk rock and singer-songwriter. Yeah. We, yeah. we won't talk too much about the band because I know you guys, the band itself has a podcast coming up here next month, I think. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was sitting there. I was When I was prepping for this interview, I was like, wait a minute. Am I on the wrong page? What am I doing here? And then I started <laughs> connecting the dots, and I'm like, oh, it's two separate projects. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And so then I just started... <laughs> Uh, putting the context clues together so we won't talk about the band that much but if it happens to come up in the story that's fine um yeah so as far as your solo career not obviously you've kind of gone through a couple of different iterations but um just having the ability or just having a strong writing background seems to be a very like constant uh constant pillar in your musical career what kind of got you into writing so i think you're absolutely right by the way and um it's i think that since i um started to write pretty late <laughs> i didn't really know what genre i wanted to but i knew what i wanted to write about yeah. um so what i'm writing about has been constant mm. um which is kind of like, I almost see my lyrics as some kind of therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and, but not just for myself, it's kind of, how can I say this? It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up things that comes to my mind, which I'm going through right now, but uh, which I know like other women too go through kind of like identity um identity with a partner yeah. uh love breakups um psychological matters yeah. that we're like going through thinking about yeah so um yeah so that's kind of like the constant thing in my in my music but um um and then the melodies i always had like really strong melodies are um so it's I, I think like the arrangements are the things and the production side has been the thing that have been changing which i felt like when i moved here um three years ago it became more like i know who i am now mm -hmm. <laughs> as yeah. a as an artist um but like yeah the the lyrics the themes and the melodies have, have always been there yeah and you've it seems like you've always kind of uh straddled that line of having that rock influence like whether it's mm -hmm. classic rock or you know like whatever it is yeah exactly um was 
or who are some outside of the uh, what we had talked about earlier? Who are some of the rock bands that you were listening to as you were kind of going through this creative journey of finding out what type of musician you wanted to be? Mm-hmm. So you can hear in my music that I'm influenced with from different uh, kinds of rock bands. So um, maybe not going to sound like make sense, but. Uh, um, like for the, from the classic side, obviously um, uh, Led Zeppelin. Um, then I also like um, bands that are uh, popular now is uh, Rival Sons and um, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes mm-hmm. uh, are some of the uh, rock influences. Um, then um, on another more like where the harmonies like is more important, I would say Radiohead. Yeah, uh, Radiohead is, is a big influence. I really love them. Um, and then, other than that, uh, I love Jonah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Amy Winehouse. Those are kind of like strong vocal yeah. performers that I, um, yeah, that I listen to a lot and kind yeah. of. I'm I, by. I never realized how much I actually liked Amy Winehouse until way after she had passed away. Like I was just sitting yeah. there one day, um, the, her really big song happened to pop up on my Spotify playlist. Cause I was going through a, a two thousands playlist or something. And her, uh, was it rehab? I think was the name yeah, of the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that came on. And I was like, Oh man, I forgot about this song. And so then I just started kind of going through the rest of her music. And I was like, I, I I don't remember ever liking her this much. And I, you know, so it's, it's interesting, you know, after you, once you gain some perspective on music. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think too, after seeing, I didn't really know that, but after seeing the documentary about her, um, I realized that she was kind of like, she was not really like accepted in the States. Yeah. Like people kind of like looked down on, at her because when she came here, we, she was like already pretty fucked up. Yeah. You know, she was really bad off, but she had a whole career before in, in Europe. Yep. So, and that, that's, that, yeah. that's some of the stuff that I had started to discover at once I went and listened. Cause I mean, when rehab came out, I was in high school, maybe like, I, I don't remember exactly when the song came out, but I want to say it was like the early two thousands. Yeah, I I don't remember exactly, but uh, she died in 2008 or nine. So so then I would have been I would have been like late in high school, early in college when rehab came out and just didn't know anything about her earlier career until now or until a couple of years ago. And I was just like, oh, wait, where did all these songs come from? So, yeah, the Frank album is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so given, let's go ahead and jump into some of your music. Talk about, um, my father's mm-hmm. daughter. That's your most recent single, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what's the, uh, story behind that song? So, um, I speak a lot about like having kind of, um, a roller coaster life <laughs> and I'm talking, uh, mostly, I guess, like, about um, like my mental state. I don't suffer from like very 
like deep depressions but uh um, yeah like my my my, my uh, psychological like my mental state is going up and down uh, quite a lot and i'm dealing with that uh, on an everyday basis and um i happen to have uh, gotten that from my dad <laughs> and uh, so um i remember a lot of things that he used to do or say or be like growing up you know and then now when um i'm an adult i i kind of like see the same behavior and i kind of can relate to it and mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of just like a redemption song in a in a way mm-hmm. where um I'm not being like hey it's okay but it's like hey I'm going through the same things and I totally know what you went through and I am struggling as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and so do we'll we'll kind of take a little bit of a left turn here and Mm -hmm. kind of going through your mental health and dealing with that did i'm assuming covid kind of made that way worse or did you find that it kind of was able to help you it's yeah so it's it's funny because people say it's, it's it's getting worse or not i feel like it's the same, <laughs> like, I'm, like constant because, because I feel like I'm, I'm always like working on my music, even whether it was like COVID or not COVID. Mm-hmm. So that didn't really change except that I couldn't do shows. Yeah. Um, I definitely find it helpful to be able to like work with a band again and, and yeah. you know, do shows. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like, um, like this like emotional roller coaster where like you know someone someone say something to you or someone do something to you and you get like really hurt or you you get like very upset and that kind of like i always have a lot of people in my life even like if it's covid so it kind of been the same thing to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so for my father's daughter how that released back in july correct uh, yeah it did yeah, yeah july um it, what's what was kind of the um thought process when releasing it is it like just a sta- are you thinking it's a standalone single or are you kind of working towards an ep an lp or where, where are you kind of at in that yeah regards? so so that was like the last one in like an ep but i just like release them as as singles yeah so before previous to that it was like in into pieces um take a look over my shoulders uh, and um nitrogen to yosemite and so that's actually something that like covid uh like the the way they were released was was covid related because we recorded them with uh one of my producers um uh dennis d'angelo we recorded them like way before like we recorded them like before covid um and then i kind of went out of town for for covid a little bit and then we decided to spread them out yeah and um you know the the whole process took a process took a longer time so i think it took like a year to release four of those Mm -hmm. um yeah and that's not 
really uncommon, especially during COVID, because I saw a lot of bands do that. They were getting ready, bands, musicians, you know, whatever. They were getting ready to go out on tour or they just gotten out of the studio and they were going to release a big L or full length album or, you know, uh-huh. whatever. And then COVID came along and they're like, had to rethink how they were going to release everything. Cause especially in a time where you can't get out and play music live. Yeah. There's really no point in releasing a full body of work because people want to buy it and you know, you're going to get more legs out of just releasing singles. So I think COVID completely changed the music business at least yeah. for a short time, you know? Yeah, definitely. No. So, so that was, um, um, and I, I even like the um, the vocals to uh, my father's daughter. I I even did them when I came back to LA. Okay. That was like the last thing that we had left, and like because COVID happened so fast, and I just like felt like I don't want to be in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, also thinking about like what I'm doing, you yeah. know, like doing shows and and stuff. I there's no reason, so. Um, I kind of decided to leave LA and and a wimp. <laughs> yeah. where, where did you end up going to, or did you, you go back? I was in uh, Arizona for between uh, yeah March when it when it hits till yeah. um, till October. Uh, oh, wow. to, so you were there yeah, for a, for a good bit. Yeah, for a good bit. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> hey, so you so COVID hits and you have this four right four song ep that you're wanting to release how did you kind of go through the process of deciding the order to release them as singles Mm, so i felt like it's funny right when you release music because you you always think that the the song that you're releasing is the strongest one Mm -hmm. but before uh before releasing them i thought that into pieces is the one that feels like more like a single mm-hmm. that it uh it starts more you know like it starts with um, a steady beat and, and and kind of um it's not a very long intro yeah um it starts pretty forceful so or impactful uh so that was an easy choice to to do uh that one first mm. um and then I kind of, I mean, my father's daughter was like, just, we hadn't finished the vocals. So yeah. that was kind of an easy choice too. And the other ones were, were not really, um, yeah. it wasn't like a specific reason. Yeah, uh, it, could have gone, it could have gone either way, essentially. It could have gone either way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, so that bringing us to now, where are you kind of at creatively? Are you? writing recording or where are you kind of at right now yeah um i mean i i am constantly writing um i'm not this kind of um writer who like writes one part of the year and then like i don't really work that way so mm-hmm. i when i get an idea to a song i write it and it could, so it could be that like one month i write 10 songs and another month i don't write a single song um so um but i um i'm just now starting uh to record an album actually mm. yeah nice. and um it's been a long time coming um i have this like wolf woman 
project that I've been um, thinking about doing for a while. I was going to bring that up because I was watching the little interview video on your YouTube channel about wolf womanhood. So that was going to be. Yeah. And that has also kind of been like put off a little bit because of, because I had this idea last year um, and um, uh, I was going to be signed to this label, but then um yeah, we, we didn't really like agree about everything. So so yeah. I, I kind of put it aside uh, for um, for a little bit. And now I'm working with Andrew Monheim, uh, who I've known since the first week I came to LA, actually. Um, he, uh, I got introduced uh, by a common friend, a uh, Swedish singer-songwriter. And um, so we've been working a little bit together, but then when I came back here, I started to talk to him about, again about uh, this. And now finally, we are in the process of recording all the demos uh, for the uh, for yeah. the album. So it's super exciting to finally, you know, um, start that process. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's. It, would you consider Wolf Womanhood? Like, is that a, like a completely different project from your solo stuff or is that part of your? Yes. Uh, I mean, like that, that is uh, Ellen Wolf as a solo artist, but um, I'm kind of inspired by like, you know, some artists are, are, are doing more, they kind of move freely um, okay. between like band stuff and more acoustic stuff. Yeah. Um, according to like what they feel like they want to do right yeah. now, you know, like Lady Gaga does that. Um, I feel like um, another artist that I like a lot, Tashel Tana. Mm -hmm. She she goes like in a little bit in between. Um, so I um, I wrote this all this material and. I just felt that it's it's not going to be like totally uh, acoustic, but it's gonna yeah. it's not going to be as rock. Yeah, more towards like folk rock. Gotcha. Um, yeah, completely. Uh, so I, I just felt that those songs, they, I, I kind of like when I write a song. Okay, what is the song? You know, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, what's the um, identity of the yeah. song? So so with this, I wrote this material, and then um, yeah, I just. Um, um followed follow the songs follow the identity of the songs that makes sense that makes perfect sense so i i did want to bring this up because you'd mentioned that you uh played violin while mm -hmm. when you were younger and i noticed on your youtube channel that you still play violin sometimes yeah, yeah. i just uh i mean i i've been writing for the last couple of years here in la um i didn't play for a while and then I decided I wanted to do it again and then so I, I've been writing um for two different artists mm. uh since I got here and then now for my band <laughs> which we're not <laughs> we're not going to talk about a lot but yeah. um in my band I play and um and record violin for the for the band as well awesome yeah that's really cool. yeah because I was I noticed the uh the solo violin video that you have on your YouTube channel. And so that, that was just kind of interesting that, and cool. Cause you know, it's one of those things where a lot of musicians I talk to, they, that first instrument that they learned how to play, 
they kind mm-hmm. of fall off and just like, oh, I can kind of play. Like if I sat down and like really dedicated a couple of de- a couple of weeks to it, I could probably pick it right back up. But, you know, yeah. so it, it's always interesting. To- yeah, that's how it felt. Cause like I didn't, as I said, I didn't play it for years. And then I just like, you know what? I really, I really love it. I really love the sound. And I also realized that it could add something to my, um original music as well and um you know i mentioned it to friends and then um it was this band actually in arizona uh they're really good there it's like a post-rock band koya mm-hmm. and uh so they asked me to play on their uh, on their ep so that was uh, the first project i did for years but yeah gave nice. me yeah nice. Um, so kind of piggybacking off that you'd mentioned, or that you're kind of always writing what what is, and we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but what is your writing process when are you're, are you more freelance? Like when you're driving, you know, it'll hit you, or do you find yourself having to be more structured with your writing and just like, I've got from this time to this time. Yeah, I I I like to either be like quietly in my apartment mm-hmm. or go somewhere. I actually love writing in nature. So I've written several songs um, camping, like mm-hmm. night, night Train to Yosemite. Uh, I started on the train and finished on like in the actual camp. <laughs> nice. And uh, so, and I, I sometimes like take my guitar uh, when I go hiking, I've written songs at the beach. So it's either like somewhere like beautiful in, in nature where I feel inspired or kind of late at night in my apartment. I like it to be kind of like dark. Yeah. Um, and um, I also find myself, I'm, I'm a very like emotional writer. So um it's often that like it's something that I'm thinking about or something that's, you know, very present <laughs> in my life right then. Um, whether it's like, I wrote a song about uh, a friend who um, um, who got into prison, mm-hmm. I wrote a friend, I wrote some, you know, or when I break up with someone or when like, you know, so that's kind of when I write because then I feel like my songs are getting like the, the strongest. Yeah. Um, so then I, my process is very quick because yeah. I am like, so in the moment, so I go like, I totally shut everything else down, you know, and I um, write pretty much the whole song. I mean, the structure, mm-hmm. um, like the, the, the theme is coming first. Um, then I'm kind of like jamming on my guitar uh, for the for the harmonies mm-hmm. and then the melodies and then yeah. Uh, yeah. So w- when you're writing lyrics, start it off and then you start bringing in instrumentation. Is that kind of the feel of it when you're writing? Uh, no, actually, like it's more that I have the theme in mind. Okay, it's not that I actually have the lyrics. They funny enough they come last um so i'm kind of like jamming the uh, jamming the chords and the melody and then i find some keywords 
Um, and then I put the, um, and I think this is because I'm not like a native, like an English speaker. Mm -hmm. So uh, lyrics are very important to me, but yeah. I have to kind of like sit down and think about it. Yeah. Well, it's like the melody and the the, the har harmony comes more, you know, like I, I can jam. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It comes more naturally that way. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so th th this will be kind of an interesting segue because you brought up that you're not a native English speaker. Do you have any songs that you speak or sing in Swedish? No. Right. So that's. That's funny because like everyone asked me that and it's um I um I haven't actually tried to write anything okay. in Swedish for a while, but when I just started uh writing songs, um I wrote a couple of songs in Swedish or more than a couple. Um I think yeah, I even used some of them in my first band. Mm. They weren't very good. And uh <laughs> I, hey, at least but, you're honest about it. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe they could have been better if I kept on doing it in Swedish. But I think because the reason is that the music that I listen to is um, American or British. Mm. Um, I I don't really... There's a couple of Swedish artists that sings in Swedish, but it's very seldom that I listen to that. So it just comes... Yeah, funny yeah. enough, it comes more natural. <laughs> yeah, completely yeah. Do you yeah. remember the uh, first song you ever wrote? Yeah, I do. Um, I wrote uh, actually a few songs when I was seven. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with my best friend at the time. Right. <laughs> or she's still my best friend, actually. <laughs> but uh, I, she's back. That's Sweden. a good thing to clarify, especially if you are yes. still really good friends. Of, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we are. I just don't see her that often. She's back in Sweden. So, yeah, yeah. completely yeah. under. Um, so for the first song, do you did you end up doing anything with it or did you not? Was it just? No, I mean, did? like the very first song, I was seven years old and mm -hmm. it was about um, it was in Swedish okay. <laughs> and um, uh, it was about our friendship, like okay. me and this other girl, because yeah. both of our um names were uh, Eileen. Uh, and so it was kind of like, you know, Charlie's song. We didn't do anything about it. But uh, but then I wrote another song when I was 12, um, which I performed in school. And it was kind of like, uh, I was very passionate about like, um, about like um, peace and uh, United Nations yeah. and stuff. So we had this like United, United Nations Day uh, and um, in the concert hall, hall in school. And um, we were collecting money for, for some uh, war that was going on. So I wrote this song and then I had, um, yeah, the, the other kids in my, in my class who knew drums and, and guitar and everything, yeah. practice it with me and then we performed it for, uh, yeah. Nice. That, you know, it's yeah. another thing where it seems like a lot of musicians, either they remember diligently the first song they ever wrote and sang, or they just completely forgot about it and erased it from their memory. Erased it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but like, I mean, like it's kids songs, but I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I was, I was proud of myself writing that song for the <laughs> United Nations yeah. thing. So yeah.
<laughs> oh, it's kind of staying on the difference or what was the biggest difference you noticed of the independent scene in Sweden versus the U S now that you've kind of equally spent the same amount of time. And um, you get paid. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, even as like independent, like starting up, um, I mean, like, of course you gotta, you gotta get the gig. Yeah. You gotta be good, you know, mm -hmm. like it's more like, okay, if you're good enough, you get a gig. Like the 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 venues, the music venues don't want to book you if you're not good enough. Yeah. Um, uh, but if you're good enough, you get the gig and you get paid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like here it's um more about whether you can yeah get enough people draw yeah. enough people so that so that i mean like of course that's important in in, yeah. in, in sweden too but like gothenburg is of like five hundred thousand people in the center mm -hmm. to like one million people around so yeah. like it's easier to get um you get a name like your name pretty easily so then you can make sure that you can draw people there yeah. and the venues know that you can draw people there and you know whilst here i feel like it's such a huge city and so much going on all the time yeah. so like you know so yeah. that's yeah yeah that's probably the biggest um biggest Maybe difference yeah. also um uh, hip-hop rap is much bigger here than it is where i come from okay yeah that makes sense like i mean yeah, yeah no that makes sense i i don't know why it makes sense but it does it, yeah it does. it's more like rock folk mm. kind of the things that i'm like that yeah funny enough this morning yeah. <laughs> in I, sweden yeah it, it's interesting though that you in sweden you kept or you kept saying that in sweden it was dependent on if you're good enough and that's a very i don't want to say judgmental term because that's very it's very um in the eye of the beholder almost so it's like okay yeah does, does yeah this owner maybe, think you're good enough like maybe i it, maybe i just meant like yeah the the booker yeah, like yeah. It, it has to be like some it's, kind of standard in what you're doing but then yeah. of course it's like up to the listener if like do you dig this or do you not dig this you yeah. know yeah, yeah of course it, yeah so yeah. it's a lot more opinion based so yeah, yeah yeah that's the word i was looking for was opinion based but yeah no 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 that was like yeah that was like the wrong way to put it yeah. no it's all good i that's <laughs> yeah. why i just kind of wanted to clarify a little bit and expand upon it but, yeah um so outside of music what mm -hmm. are some of the Stop. what are some of the things that you like to do what do you do to kind of escape from everyday life you know i um i mean i, I love to i love to be in nature mm -hmm. uh i love to um i don't surf a lot but i like to surf mm -hmm. um i like to walk by the beach i love to hike um uh rock climbing go camping i love traveling um like all kinds of traveling like yeah. seeing new new places meet yeah. meet new people yeah. and i also like to go out dancing a lot yeah yeah, yeah. traveling is fun especially for me i love traveling in the car 
because it, you, like yourself, it's that experience of meeting new people and meeting uh, people that you wouldn't normally get to meet. And everybody's like, well, why don't you fly to these places? Like, yeah, but you don't, I live, I live in central Texas and my sister mm-hmm. lives in Chicago and my dad lives in South Florida. J- just to kind of give a premise to the yeah. story. So if I were to fly from where I'm at to my sister's, that's just a, I meet the people at the airport here and I meet the people at the airport there. But yeah. if I drive, I get to meet people in East Texas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Southern Illinois, you know, and I just get to meet all these different people and like, whether it's just at the gas station or whatever, and yeah. so that, that's kind of like my favorite part about traveling and doing it by car. That is so, yeah, I, I like traveling by car too, a lot. We, we did that a lot when I was a kid with my parents, we drove through Europe, yeah. um, all the way to Italy. So we just like stopped at like, you know, different places along the way. And we, um, experienced a lot mm-hmm. traveling that way. So, yeah. So kind of, have, have you ever seen the movie European vacation? I have not. No. Mm-hmm. You, I, okay, I won't spoil it for you, but you may want to watch that movie. It's a very, it's okay. called National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a classic comedy. They they win a trip, uh, road trip through Europe. That's amazing. And, yeah, we do that a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely going to see that. This one's fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. And just tell me how accurate some of that stuff is. Like, I mean, you yeah. understand that this movie was made back in the 80s. So it, it's probably not that accurate, but. But I mean, we still know how, you know, we're still told how it was, yeah. you know, like yeah. we, I, I still know Swedish uh, culture in, yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> awesome. That's really cool. I, you know, it's, I had, I don't know why I had to bring it up, but I, when you said you used to take trips through Europe. Yeah. That, that's what popped into my head. I don't know why. Yeah. So um, is there uh, any place that you haven't been yet that you really want to get to? Like, since you've been in this, we'll we'll keep it kind of in the States. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, a lot. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I've been been traveling quite a few places, but um, some of the places I really want to go is um, for music, of course, Nashville Mm -hmm. um, and also New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that would be really cool um kind of see that like old jazz culture and and it just seemed like a really cool place yeah. uh, I, I think i would like it and then um i really want to go i haven't been to northern northern california i haven't been to the redwoods okay so uh yeah i'd love that's, to see that that's one place i really want to go to we've been meaning to go up to like the pacific northwest so like washington oregon that yeah. area and going through the redwoods would be amazing. Just trees that have been there for that long. Yeah. You got to check it out. No, it just seems like a really cool, um, like culture, kind of like a mix between hippies and um, drug lords. Yeah. <laughs> probably. It's probably fairly accurate. I, I know a few people that live up there and they could probably agree that that's probably fairly accurate. So, yeah. Yeah. And then for New Orleans, 
I've been through there, but I've never like stopped. I have a few friends that were born in the area and they always say, don't do the touristy stuff. So like, don't go to bourbon street because it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not like everything. It's the same for everywhere. Right. Like the, don't go to La Ramblas in in Barcelona, for example. (laughs) I love going to Orlando. It's everything it's cracked up to be. Everybody, (laughs) I love going to Orlando. It's my favorite place to go in vacation. Okay. I haven't been there, so yeah. Yeah. Maybe that should be the next. Disney, well, I mean, you live in LA, so you got Disneyland and all that stuff, but Disney World, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Cool, cool. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, but um, given that the pandemic hopefully is loosening up are you starting to book shows or anything or what's kind of your schedule look like moving forward yeah i um so we had um i had like three three shows with the band already and Mm -hmm. a couple of shows with my solo stuff and um a bigger concert or like bigger but like with um with my solo uh at the mint coming up as well um so uh yeah so it's like it's it's coming back like the music venues is opening up and and uh we're doing shows i'm doing shows uh, pretty frequently how often like once things kind of get back into full gear how would or how often would you like to be playing shows just like collectively as a musician yourself I do, um, but I, I'm still like kind of up and running. So I do shows. I try to do shows once a month, mm-hmm. um, and um, and I mean like I can do others too. But like I, I kind of like to really build up to the show, yeah. and and because like I do so many. I also have my band, so like we also do one once a month, and um, I'm also writing, and and yeah. you know different things so so yeah so like one two shows a month nice and i mean in la it's one of those things where it's like you could easily do a show a week if you really wanted to because the city's yeah so big but at a point it's like how what's the point unless you're out traveling and playing in new places you know so yeah i want to i want to make sure that like i have a good like I have a good audience when I play, you know, and um, and also like it's like driving too, you know, and and in LA you go to other places so um, far from where you live, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it just like makes makes sense for me to do like a couple of sh- shows a month. Gotcha, gotcha. For, right now, I mean, and then of course when it, when I'm touring, I haven't really. Um, I haven't been touring since uh, since COVID, so yeah, um, yeah. But um, soon I probably will do that, like in in spring or so. Nice. Then, of course, there'll be more shows. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to kind of get out back out there. We like I I'm not a musician. I don't pretend to be. I you know just kind of do my thing here. But before COVID, we used to go out once every other month and do like what we'd call production runs and do uh, uh, live acoustic videos. So like we'd mm-hmm. reach out to bands and do like live acoustic videos and stuff like that. And 
we haven't done it since January of last year, right before COVID hit and kind of shut everything down. And I want to get back out on the road. I miss it so much. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things where it's like, there's a lot of bands that would be cool if we started doing it right now and we'd be hundred percent fine, but then you're also going to run into those other bands that aren't cool with it. So. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's a little, I mean, like it's always like a little bit of a hustle to put together a tour. So I guess like a lot of people like myself too, it's just like waiting so that there's not like, cancellations last minute and then yeah. you're like you already booked your itinerary yep. and and you know like you you're losing out on show ceremony or whatever it is you know yep and yeah so cool 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 yeah um so before i let you go mm-hmm. uh first off uh if people want to check out your music or uh any of your upcoming shows where's the uh, best place for them to do that so i have a web page um which is E L I N dot, uh, yeah, E L I N Wolf dot com. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, um, got and then also Instagram. I'm, I'm very like updated on my Instagram. So, uh, and that's E L I N dot Wolf. Nice. That's the one thing I've started to notice is Instagram starting to take over my life a lot more. Like, I, yeah. about six months ago, I didn't like instagram and then one day it was just like oh this is where i need to be where why have i been ignoring this for the last three years so yeah Yeah, i'm not a social media person but i kind of like had to just like i'm trying to be very present and at least one which is instagram right now Uh, so so yeah everything that happens all the podcasts all the shows all the new material um you know all the collaborations comes up there yeah Cool, cool. And then one last question before we wrap this thing up. What is one thing that you miss about Sweden that you just can't get here in the States? Is it she said to say my family? <laughs> oh, that works. Yeah. That works. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Is there any uh food, like any food item that you just it's yeah. not the same? And people are not going to like this, but we have like a lot better uh, seafood where I come from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, actually, that makes, a lot, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I love seafood. So if I ever make yeah. it to Sweden, I'm going to have to try it. So you got to. Yeah. And it's like, you know, eating it on, um, you know, in the harbor mm. or just like freshly fished um it's like a little bit more salty and they're like smaller than mm-hmm. here so they like they're more packed with flavor yeah. i love it so you yeah you got to do that <laughs> awesome i, I will because yeah. i you know it's it's one of those things uh i lived on, near a lake so we always got fresh fish out of the lake growing up and then uh my, when my parents moved to florida we got like all the cool tropical well yeah tropical fish so yeah um, seafood that's that's what it's all about so yeah i agree (laughs) awesome 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 well once again thank you so much for jumping on the podcast i 100 percent appreciate you coming on here and i can't wait to talk to you here in a little over a month i don't remember the exact date but i know it's uh right before i take my winter break um 
I, I'm really excited to talk about the band and it'll be a nice fresh podcast. So I'm really excited about that. Make sure anybody that's listening, make sure you uh, stay tuned for more information about that show. But until. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's really fun. And then until next time, we will see you all later.